Sorry for interrupting. Hi, I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. Yeah, boy. Episode 421 of the Bad Boys Podcast coming at you. Randomly rant all things movies. I will be your host for this evening, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Joining me, not on time. Harley, a.k.a. Marcus Burnett. And I was way early, Tony, a.k.a. MCP. <laughs> hey, Tony, can I read you something real quick? Uh, sure. Okay, today, 6.15 p.m. Y'all bitches gonna be ready at nine? Question mark. <laughs> Thumbs up emoji, Tony. Thumbs up emoji, Fonzo. Harley. Eight fifty-seven p.m. Be on in fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Be on in fifteen at eight fifty-seven. But yet he wants us to, and then he spells y'all y e a l l. No apostrophe. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a teacher here, mind you. I'm not a teacher. Good thing, too. Be on in 15. We're glad you could join us, Harley. I had some personal think, stuff I had to take I care of. I think it's a, he's okay. protesting by banging his bowl <laughs> against the bars. Now I'm banging my nuts on his chin in a second here. <laughs> What's going on, MCP? <laughs> I've missed you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was heading to LA and I was like, man, I miss my driving buddy. I miss my yeah, yeah, I'm going buddy. I, I was called you up. I wasn't sure if you're busy. What about, what about me, guys? Hey, I'm over here. Hey, if you guys want to hear me and Harley rap battle next week, let us know. <laughs> right. Bad idea. Couple Bad bars. Idea. You guys can be the judges. All right. So, Bad yeah, idea. I was just thinking about that today. Tony. I was driving. And I was yeah. like, oh man, this is weird driving by myself. Was, yeah, because I, like, I saw you posting. Like, why the fuck are you posting traffic? Who gives a shit? And then I was like, wait a minute. Oh, he's heading north. I get it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. That day was bad. This morning I left a lot earlier. Not so bad. Right on. But uh, yeah, it's just, I, I'm just so inconsistent. Like uh, when we have satellite radio, it's like, it's like having all this candy in front of you. I don't know where to start. Like go with sweets or go with chocolates. I, I, it's just, I go hip hop and then I go rock and then I go metal. Then I go dance, then I go chill, then I go metal, hip hop, and there's no commercials. I mean, I'm never satisfied. I, it, it drives Amy crazy. Like I know in our regular car, I live in the radio. I, I just never leave it alone. She's like, you just can't. If a commercial on the radio, forget it. It's over. I'm, I'm either putting on my phone's music or uh, some the the radio, you know. But it's yeah, I drive people crazy. I'm sure on the radio, but yeah, I'm just inconsistent. I'm sorry. I just like a lot of music, you know. Tony told me. What kind of mix you got going on? Like pretty much everything, you know. <laughs> but I played those three, four yeah. songs. That was it. So, like this morning, I had a little stabbing westward for Donaldo, but in some Diplo's Revolution for Tony, and I had some metal for myself, and uh, you know, and everything. And then I didn't find any soft ass shit for Harley. I didn't have any stupid ass music he listens to, so mm-hmm. I might skip all that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's you know where, where I was going, where I was heading. That's all in this in the weekend talk later on after the show. Cause I'm a rocket man. Rocket man. <laughs> oh man. You know that song, Tony? 
You guys got to do me like that. <laughs> well, you, well, you got to think, what year was that? Tony was not even born. Neither was I. <laughs> you sure? I'm, I doubt it. That's pretty old. Uh, yeah, I bet you Elton John's Rocket Man was in the mid-80s. Yeah. Elton John Rocket Man. Let's see. <sighs> What'd you come 1972. Yeah. Right. So you weren't even born either, bitch. Nope. There you go. We like that song. What are you? What are you currently bumping right now? You got a song? Heavy rotation? Who me? No, not you. I'm talking to Tony. Oh. I already talked to you. I don't know. Go eat your ice cream. I'm go home and get your fucking side box. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brick. <laughs> Tony, is there any song you're jamming on? Uh, lately, I've been listening to a lot of Res. Um, What's EDM, that? EDM, let's, little hit. let's hear a little sample. What you uh, got? Let's see. Res is that a genre? No, or is Rez, that an artist? Res is a DJ. She's um, she's pretty just becoming more and more popular right now. Okay. Let's see this live set. That guy. Oh, that sounds very futuristic. Right? Yeah. That sounds like uh, Key and Peele trying to move and that's playing yes. in the background. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's right. Was it dubstep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you got to listen to this. And it says dubstep written on the CD. No starts yeah. It's like all dubstep. There's, like, there's no like artist. It's just dubstep, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. That's uh, what is, um, is that any type of music for like that you can it, listen to? Tony, or do you have to be in a certain mood? What? I'm, that's but, the thing. I'm always in the mood for this stuff. Gotcha. I'm always in the mood for dubstep. That's nice. That's my so whether you're chilling at home, making something to eat, Doesn't or in matter. the gym, that's yep. that's that's yep. heavy rotation. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Except lately, I've been uh, when I when I what I listen to when I work out is podcasts now. I listen to oh. yeah. That's that's the yeah. It's the only time I get a chance to actually listen to talks. So oh, funny. Are you listening to our podcast or somebody Fuck else's? No. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, I listen to nutrition and and fitness podcast. Mm. What's uh, what's uh the big. What's the big, uh, what am I looking for? Right word. Um, what's in style right now? Big Dukaroo. Um, what do you mean? What's in style? Well, like, what, what do you, in, what am I listening nutrition to? Nutrition and health. What do you think is a, a big, right now? The, the I don't big... want to say fad because, you know. Well, but... okay. So one of the things that I've been following a lot is the theory of cholesterol and how it's actually wrong. Um, and just last week, a, a group um, published a, a meta study on all the, stu- all the other studies on cholesterol, mm-hmm. and they're like, mm-hmm. "No, it's wrong." Does that get you stacking weights and so banging weights? Like, What's you know, wrong? That? The idea the... that cholesterol is directly linked to cardiovascular disease. I've I've heard similar. Yeah, you know, I've ne- I have never gone down the rabbit hole of looking at studies or anything like that, but. Yeah, I have heard that. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually not type thing. Yeah. Well, it's like the old thing. It's like trying to cut fat out of your diet because fat makes you fat. Yeah, exactly. Red you makes know, you fat. 
<laughs> no, I said what? Fat makes you fat. Ironically, yes, bread does make you fat. <laughs> she was right. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim was right. Scott Pilgrim. Right. But I mean, I mean, look at look, you know, you could use uh, the old butter and margarine thing. Butter was filled with fat. So in the eighties, they were like, "Well, we got this new shit. And it's made out of vegetable oil. It's called margarine, and it's gonna save your life." And then twenty years later, they're like, "That margarine shit is poison. Switch to butter." And we're like, "Uh, okay." Mm-hmm. So we've been eating for the last twenty years. Yeah, mm-hmm. technically, it was it was Scott Pilgrim's roommate, <laughs> Tony. That said, I miss something. Um, yeah. What? It was it was Scott Pilgrim's roommate that told him. That's, that told him what? The bread makes you fat. Mm. And, then uh, he re- and then he repeated it. This is a quote from that the That wasn't his roommate. What's that? That was Ramona Flowers that said it. Oh, Ramona said it? Oh, that's yeah. when they're on their date. Yeah. That's right. My bad. Yeah. Yep. You, you've seen the movie a hundred times, so you're right. You would know. <laughs> like... My apologies. <laughs> How can I forget that scene? She's like, yeah, that not, one. Like, not, she's topless. She's shirtless. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Well, sidetrack. We got to get. I got to get focused. I'm like picturing Ramona Flowers now. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So yeah. So Tony, I sent you the song I'm jamming on to just recently. Still, uh, still bumping to Mac Miller, R.I.P. He did a song with uh, his ex girlfriend Ariana Grande. There's a live version. He kind of sings, and it's just uh, it's a beautiful video. They're both smiling, having a good time, jamming back and forth, and. You can see he really liked her, and uh, kind of sad, but also kind of cool. Just a cool, like, laid-back song. Start singing. favorite part he's got this bassist named thundercat who Oof. was like helping him like on this new album and i think he was on this album and uh just this, like he's just what you picture a dude named uh thundercat will look like you know just Ooh. super cool dread just playing the bass like like the coolest motherfucker on the planet you know um yeah his name's thundercat i mean how cool is that right it's catchy too though it's, it's it uh kind of funky i like it oh dude it's good yeah so then when ariana kicks in and starts singing oh man it's that's nice. So, man, yeah. Um, let's see. Harley, you jamming? I'm jamming. All right. You were just saying that, that song you were playing? What song? Any song. You say you're playing a party all the time. Would that be your song of the day? No, that's an old, an old, <laughs> old remix. It was, we were listening to an old set of mine. Okay. Um,. Let's see if I have anything on my desktop that's good fun. Because when I look up the extra or that I saw today or, you know, yesterday, there's three movies or, yeah, when two of them came out 2015. Two movies titled Tag came out in 2015, but I saw hmm. the 2018 version. So while Harley looks that up, I'll go ahead and mention this extra real quick. Me and Amy wanted to watch a movie. This Saturday, uh, Riven Reagan were at her mom's house. Crew and uh, Brim were playing in the game room, so we're like, hey, we actually got the TV, we can watch something. Let's watch Tag. He's like, alright. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but a small group of former classmates organized an elaborate 
annual game of tag that requires some to travel all over the country. And even ESPN 30 for 30 did a doc on this documentary where it's like, I think it's eight. Oh, so it's a documentary. Well, no, it's a, it's a movie, but it's, this is really, this really happened. <laughs> it's oh, gro- okay. grown men playing tag. And at the end of the movie, you see the actual people, I um, mean, like home videos going around everywhere, still playing the tag, but only in the month of May when they're younger, when they're younger, they play all the time. But once they got old, they have these rules, they have like a huge book of like rules and only in the month of May. And, uh, it's all free game. And you got, you got, this cast is fun too. You got, holy um, shit. You ain't kidding. Look at this yeah. cast. I just pulled it up on IMDb. Yeah. You got Ed Helms, John Hamm, um, Jake Johnson, Isla Fisher, Hannibal Burris, and Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. And the fun part about Jeremy Renner is he's the best. He's never been tagged. In all the years they've been playing, he's never been tagged. Um, he had Jerry Pierce is his name. He, uh, he has a cool, remember in Sherlock Holmes? I know it's hard to remember that movie, but remember he would narrate, he'd kind of predict like the moves and everything. Mm, right. So like when guys come at him, he's just like, he's going too slow. He's overthinking things. And then he'll grab like a cloth and tie him up and in sp- the camera and the video speeds up and he flips him around. That's just kicks cool. the shit out of people. That's, that's pretty it's cool. Just flawless. But uh, in the very beginning, you see John Hamm, he's like having a meeting. Ed Helms, he, um, gets hired onto this job to be a janitor just so he can come and tag his fucking friend. <laughs> this, this is the extent that these people go to, um, to, to play. And, uh, it's, it's kept them together all this time as friends. And, uh, at first you think of this, this scenario, like, how can this work throughout the whole movie, right? It's not going to work. There's no way. I, I'm here to tell you, man, it fucking works, man. It's funny. Um, they're all great in the, in the movie. Jake Johnson was a fucking stoner. He has this one, has this scene. I swear to God, they were influenced by Point Break. I'm not even kidding you. Mm. They're be- he's being chased, right? And even has that cool harness where the camera's kind of like coming off your chest and it's facing right in your face. You know what I mean? So oh, like, I know. Yeah, your yeah, head yeah. still, but the- everything else around you moves. It's so weird. And yeah, the whole yeah. time he's got a joint just barely hanging off his lip while he's running, being chased by his friends. It's hilarious. And there's a scene where I sort of got, instead of the pit bull being picked up by Swayze and throwing it at Keanu Reeves, somebody, <laughs> he picks up a kid and throws it at him. And I'm looking at, I'm like, at Amy, like, this is point break. They replaced the pit bull with a kid. I'm telling you, this is fucking, this is fucking point break. And when you watch it, you're like, yeah, it totally is. Dude. So that That's scene funny. goes for a while. It's pretty funny. It's awesome. Um, some of the elaborate shit they go to, like the way, um, like I said, when, uh, Jimmy Renner's character breaks everything down, it's great. It, dude, it's a lot of fun, man. It was really cool. Like I said, I, uh, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I, I heard the premise. I thought the premise was kind of neat. It's like, wow, these old men still play fucking tag after all these years. It's insane. Um, and, uh, like I said, they all have rules, like, that they've written down so they wouldn't um so it wouldn't just complicate things right like no no girls can play or nobody else can join the group it's just them and they'll go all over the place like they do this one like montage where like uh um well we were everywhere remember when your dad died we were at the funeral and you got tagged or uh one of them was having a baby and they say like, john ham walks by and touches that helps in the shoulders like hey you're doing hey congratulations and looks at his wife you're doing great and, oh by the way you're it buddy and it's just like it's just like what? dude it's yeah it's just uh uh it's a lot of fun man if you guys get a chance to check it out man it's it's totally worth it it's uh, I, I was i was pleasantly surprised and i thought the, like the, the cast was great um so yeah i'm giving it a uh i'm tagging it for a dollar i'd buy that for a dollar there you go <laughs> there you go right on 
<laughs> it was late like Harley. What? Yeah, I, oh. couldn't, I couldn't find my mouse. I've got like three <laughs> monitors. I'm like, which, where, where'd it go? I've, I've had that problem before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the little arrow, the cursor you mean? Yeah, the cursor. Yeah. I was going to say, was like, isn't your mouse in front of you? <laughs> you start moving the mouse so fast to find the cursor and it's like, where the fuck is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Cool, man. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I go on IMDb, there's a thing about, uh, what's upon time in Hollywood, what we know so far, the new Tarantino movie. Get the weekend box office results. Um, did did Predator come in number one, Harley? Yeah, it did, um, but it didn't do as well as they had hoped. Um, it only made twenty four million dollars. Um, so yeah, it beat out the Nun, but not by a whole lot. And I mean, that's kind of a tail end summer. So I think it. It's the worst opening for a Predator movie. Is that right? Yeah, I'll read it to you. 20th Century Fox release of The Predator may have topped this weekend box office, but whether it was the controversial swirling around the film, dwindling franchise interest, or a combination of both, the film delivered the lowest opening weekend gross for a live-action film debuted in over 4,000 theaters. Meanwhile, Lionsgate, a simple favor, delivered solid numbers in third place finish, blah, blah, blah. Um, Which one's that one? Uh, with an estimated 24 million, the Predator took the weekend's number one spot, but the film was little to celebrate. Debuting in 4,000 theaters, the film opening is the worst for a live action film opening in over 4,000 locations. Unseating The Mummy, which previously held the distinction after its 31.6 million opening in 4,000 theaters last summer. The opening mm. currently falls short of even 2010's Predators, which opened with 24 million in just 2,600 locations. The film went on to gross just over 52 million, so um, it's not doing well critically either. I heard some pretty poor reviews, so um, I can't help but wonder if <clears throat> a it's been meddled with by the studios. I mean, we all know that the studios are the ones who have that that one scene cut yeah, out. I just asked with... you if it made number one. We didn't ask for your opinion on the oh, fucking... Yeah, oh, yeah, calm okay. down. Relax. I got all excited. Nobody nobody asked. Tell me, were you interested I... at all? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Take it easy, Harley. This ain't the Harley show, all right? You want you want to blab on another podcast? You go right ahead. Start your own podcast. <laughs> Goddamn bad boys podcast, all right? You got to let MCP talk. Well, let me, I, I, will, I will raise this question. We have the Predator franchise, right? And now we've had like six movies with the Predator in it, if you want to include the AVP movies. I guess. Do you think the Predator franchise as a whole could still be successful critically and financially? Or do you think it did it created this culture because of the first film became such a cult classic. And the second one we'll review later. Um, while it didn't do that well critically, it has since become somewhat of a cult classic um, as a, you know, hard R genre film. I, I kind of feel like, Wait, are you asking a question, or are you going to keep blabbing now? Well, no, I, I, I'm curious. I you asked the question. Well, but I was going to give you... You're going to go on a tangent. I, I don't know. I don't I'm going to stop you right there. 
All right, go ahead. You want us to answer or not? Mm-hmm. All right, Tony. I don't even know what he's asking. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Well, you would if fucking Fonzo wouldn't goddamn interrupt me. Do you think the Predator franchise, the idea of this alien coming to Earth or bringing humans to their planet, just as just to hunt, just to just to be, you know, do you think that could be successful in today's day and age? Okay, um, without without the original. No, no, no. I'm saying that the idea, the premise, the premise is very simple, right? Right. right. He's, just hunt, he's just hunting. Films. He's just hunting. What's that? Right. He's just a yeah, hunter. He's just, he's just hunting. Yeah, he's sport. just a hunter. He's just a fucking hunter. Spoiler alert. Um, do you think that genre, or not that genre, do you think that that simple premise could be successful critically and or financially in today's day and age. Because these movies are not doing that well. They keep bringing them back to life, but the the 2010 Predators opened up to $24 million. It did not do well. Um, this one did not do well. The AVP movies were... Uh, you know, the, critically, they were a, a mess. I don't know if I don't know if they made any money, but you know, it's hard to call those predator movies just simply because it's a crossover. You know, um, yeah, I have no idea. I, I I can't predict what people like. I barely know what I like. So, I mean, <laughs> Fonzo, I raised the question to you. I pass. I want to answer it. Like, are you saying, like, evaluate, if you, you you consider the current society and its views on hunting for sport, and if they would like to see that as an alien that's hunting humans, I fucking don't know, man. (laughs) Some of a bitch is dug in like an Alabama trick. (laughs) I don't I mean, obviously, you, you you just answered your question. You said Predators 2010, and then this one both made it under what 25 million. So I yeah. guess in this day and age, it's unsuccessful unless you're a fucking Mar- if it's a Marvel movie, right? The only way it'd be successful if you Marvel versus Deadpool or yeah, no some some you know. And there's comics where it's Batman versus Predator. We've seen uh, Batman fucking throwing Robocop in it and Predator. Like you can add it to any See, any franchise. I remember- I remember when Predator first came out, what was cool about it was how different and new that alien technology was. And then you see mm-hmm. it on screen, it's like, holy shit, that's... Very what? good point. What? what the fuck is that? Like, like camo- see-through camouflage? That's amazing. The heat the heat vision thing? Oh, you mm-hmm. know, like that. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Heat-seeking so shoulder missile, yeah. Right. You know, like It's all new tech, and it was new ideas. Now today in this day and age we've seen fucking everything mm-hmm. you know oh, we also you gotta change it up you've got they have you've got ready player one where anything is yeah. possible so yeah. it's like oh what an alien is trying to hunt us down big fucking whoop it's like we've seen it it's like what what new power what new tech can an alien bring to the screen or a predator i guess i should say bring to the screen that we haven't seen something better in a marvel movie I, I heard in this one he's got a predator dog. Oh, yeah, we saw predators, dogs, and predators. Oh, did we? Yeah, remember there's like those yeah. hounds. Oh, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I mean, they're, like you said, trying something different. But in this one, they have like a huge, like a super predator, like a bigger one. Yeah, I heard that so, too. So, I mean, we haven't maybe, seen maybe, that. You know what? Fight, maybe, what, maybe what would appeal to me is if this guy, he had like a little, a little kid predator that he's trying to train. Like, yeah. you know, like God, God of War style. Like God of War style. <laughs> yeah. How are you talking? How about, how about that? How about that, Harley? A fucking predator movie from the predator's perspective. Yeah. No fucking like, dialogue. Just boom, just on their planet, it's just training these motherfuckers. Remember Predator, just a family. Oh man. shit, who did that? Is <laughs> that Harley? Yeah, that was or was that Tony Sounder? No, that was me. No, that, was that was fucking phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the coolest thing you've ever said in your entire life. <laughs> that sounded exactly like it. I thought Tony played the Sounder. I'm not even kidding with you right now. I literally, I stopped. I was like, whoa. You got like thousand hairs on the back of your neck going up and shit. It makes sense. It's Harley's one ugly motherfucker. So you'd have like to have subtitles. You'd have yeah, to have subtitles of the movie. I think Harley is a predator. He's one ugly motherfucker. He's got snaggletooth like predator. Oh shit. Harley. Uh-huh. You're on to something. Predator? There you go. Do that thing again? I don't dance, bitch. Mazzy's always going to do, do uh um do a Wookie. What's yeah, that? Harley? Can you do it? Of course I can. Oh, I mean can. I can't do it as good as D, but I can do it. And I, I could certainly do it well enough to entertain a ten year old. Entertain so, us then. Let's see. Mazzy's always like come on, come on, do it, Dad. Do it, Dad. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> dance. Oh, come on. I'll laugh it while you can, a monkey boy. So AVP made $80 million domestically on a $60 million budget. What the fuck, man? Barely made its money back. Alien vs. Predator, while it doesn't have a budget, it Wait, only did you just made... say AVP? No, they, remember there were two. Yeah, but one of them's Requiem. Yeah, so the, the second one, Requiem, only That's made only... only made $41 million domestically. Well, yeah, well, fuck that movie. Yeah. But AVP, so... the first one, made $80 million, huh? Uh, domestically on a sixty million dollar budget, so it barely broke even. So see, it yeah, put alien to it. See, it wasn't a huge six, and that that could account for that twenty million dollars. So <laughs> let's ask him. Let's ask the BBPC family. Like, who would they like to see Predator merge to see? Maybe we can get a franchise going. What do right? they think about the franchise? I mean, Predators yeah. two thousand ten, forty million dollar like- budget made fifty two million domestically. Mm. Again, barely broke even, but they keep making, they keep bringing back this franchise. Yeah, they need to make a, a they need to make a predator rom com. Is that it? Matthew McConaughey, no. yeah, four percent body fat. Oh, here we and go. There you go. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Wait, how does it go, Harley? I don't dance. That's fucking guy. You gonna fucking do it? <laughs> Tony, Tony, wrong Tony, alien, Tony. Wrong <laughs> alien, Tony. <laughs> Wait, there, Tony just answered it. A Wookiee versus a look at this of that shit. Wait, is that Harley again? Wait, was that Tony? Like, his head spinning like a top. It is, I'm, dude, because I'm excited about this new movie, Wookiee versus Predator. <laughs> How about that? How about Predator lands in fucking what's that? Wookiee Town, Wookiee Wookiee Nation. Wookie Town. No, where's where's it where they live? Kashyyyk? Like me to Wookiee Town. Tony, look up where does the where do the Wookiee Wookie Town? Is it Kashyyyk? Is that where they're from? Dude, if you actually get this and it is Kashyyyk, 
I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. It's it's some. I'm trying to think of the planet where the Wookiees are from. Kashyyyk. It was in, it was on Star Wars Battlefront. What Kashyyyk. is it? Kashyyyk. K A S H Y Y Y K. Kashyyyk. You were really close. Oh, like maybe, yeah. maybe I'm not pronouncing it right, but that's what I was at. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That was you. Right. How the fuck do you pronounce that? I, I, I want to do the predator noise now. I can't. I'm intimidated by heart. See? Wait, was that Tony? Or was that Harley? I'm confused. Guess you'll never know. Well, he says he doesn't dance, so it must have been Tony. There you go. I ain't giving Harley any credit for nothing. <laughs> it was Tony all along. Fuckers That's rewriting Tony. history as we go. <laughs> How about, yeah, you got Freddy versus Jason? How about, fuck, yeah, Predator versus Jason? Predator, oh, you know what? This is a good idea. Check this out. And I'm not taking any credit because Elric from another podcast said it. This guy said, and it's an amazing Think about this. The Predator lands on Earth. Ready for this? Are you guys listening? Mm-hmm. During Purge Night. Huh. Oh. Hmm? Hmm? Everyone's going fucking crazy? Dude, that's that's the movie I want to see. I want to see uh, White Predator Can't Jump. Hey, now you're talking. <laughs> no, Predator Cool Runnings. <laughs> <laughs> He's already got the dreads. No, no shit. You're racist. Oh, racist. You. I'm racist. You all pred- be, all predators have fucking dreadlocks. You've been saying you fucking don't, you don't know predator that. Race, racial slurs all time. You, you don't know that all predators have You don't have even dreadlocks. get the accent right. You're being so racist by not even doing the predator accent right, you fucking asshole. You, you don't know. You, like that. You, you go to predator country, predator I just uh, asked planet. if it was number one. Look where we're at right now. Predator See, planet. this is what we don't really talk what about oh, girl predators? Nice. What about girl predators? You sexist That's son of a bitch. What I'm saying, man. The rom com. That's what Harley and Tony were saying. Yeah. You could do like. Uh, you like Scott Pilgrim, Tony? Like Thelma and he's, the Predator. He's got to kill a different exes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, humans make you fat. Humans make you <laughs> fat? Humans make you fat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking the Predator Predator Pilgrim versus the world. Predator Pilgrim, there you, there go. you go. I wish I could Photoshop so Predator bad. I would have all these images oh. plastered all over our Facebook wall. <laughs> Predator Pilgrim versus the world. I, love it. <laughs> I just want to. Oh. That'd be a cool T-shirt too. I, I just want to play the guitar, the bass. He's playing a spinal cord with a skull attached to it. Yeah. T Fury, T Public, all of them. Y'all listening? Make that shit happen. Just listen right? to we, uh, we'll have like all the movies, everything we have, every stupid things we've said should be on the back of our shirt. Right. Uh, if we ever create one, if we ever come up with a T-shirt, can you uh, can you imagine what a Predator podcast would sound like? Oh, <laughs> Just a bunch of clicking. Yeah, but I mean, they do copy stuff too, though. Remember? Oh, that's true. Whenever someone yeah. says something funny, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert! Uh, this one, the first one. Come on. Yeah, I know. But we're yeah, we're going way too predator. We gotta we still haven't even done the homework yet. Well, speaking of which then. Yeah. Mm. Where's my homework button? Play some res, Tony. Oh. What? <laughs> you want res? Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, Let's change it up.
It's, it's live. I don't know how long it's going to take for the drop to actually hit. Well, Tony, I'm on uh, YouTube and on College Humor. Eight years ago, they, they, they created Predator's Teenage Son. Oh, really? Cool. I have to watch that later. <laughs> but he is in Mortal Kombat as well, Predator character. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Peter Cullen did the voice for fucking Predator? It says, uh, uh, Peter Cullen, the voice actor behind Optimus Prime, explains how he also came to bring to life the Predator. Huh. Huh. But we're not talking about that one, sorry. No. Talking about... Oh, yeah, it's French Connection. Hey, I assigned this. 1971. Supposed to be a classic. A pair of New York City cops in the Narcotics Bureau stumble onto onto a drug smuggling job with a French connection. Mm. Gene Hackman. uh, That's the only dude I recognize in it. What? What? (laughs) No. (laughs) You don't recognize Roy Schneider from Uh, Roy Schneider? Bishop, right? That's that's. I was like, hey, it's that Bishop guy. That's not Bishop. Oh, what, is that Bishop? Oh. Is that not his name? No, hey, what's his name? it is From Bishop, Italy? the guy you're thinking of. But that's Lance Henriksen. Ah, oh, fucking a. Yeah. I don't know. See, like I said, I don't know who the fuck that is. The only one I recognize was Gene Hackman. <laughs> you say Gene Roy Schneider? Uh, Roy Schneider from Jaws. From that big fish movie, <laughs> The Meg. Uh, that's who that is. The boat guy. He's like, he's like, I love the way he's like, oh, all the, other, the other person I recognize is Bishop. He was so happy to. He no, no, I mean, else you... it. <laughs> it wasn't even right. It's not even the right guy. Oh, boy. I am good at my fake job. <laughs> fake Do you job. lose body fat in your brain cells, too? Jesus right. Christ. Is that possible, Tony? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's going to put it to the test. Exactly, yeah. Tune in next week. There's another contest Tony will try to compete for. Yes, Tony, why did you choose French Connection? It's a little bit off your... uh, Yeah, I've I've been trying to to assign older movies to see, you know, what percentage of older movies I actually like and don't like. Um, That's another challenge. You were challenged. I guess it's just like another challenge. Yeah, why not? Let's start throwing those challenges. I'm running out of movies to pick. <laughs> so, ah, there you go. You know that no, that all of us have not seen, right? So, um, and this was recommended by a friend. It's like, yeah, watch that one. It's, I I liked it. It's pretty good. Um, and yeah, who's his friend? Can we call him out? He, uh, have you met Ryan? I don't think you met Ryan from my my coworker. Uh, uh, yeah, Harley, hung yeah. Out. yeah, you met Ryan Harley. Yeah, yeah he recommended it, and I had a break. Oh, as cool. Well. Yeah. Like you were, were you asking him like, help me out with some like old classics kind of thing? Uh, yeah, actually, I think I, I brought up that idea, and he was going off like he watches old movies all the time. Apparently, um, he was recommending like the the Bond movies, um, uh, and this was another one that came up. So I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll assign it. I was pretty sure none of us have seen it. That's correct. Yeah. I, I had seen it long time ago. Oh yeah, <clears throat> said, and um. But nothing came. Nothing came. I mean, it must have been over ten years ago, and you know, I wasn't. I was programming to it, kind of thing. So, (laughs) programming way back when. Well, you know, (laughs) it's hard to not program to this thing. Oh boy! I mean, I was like trying. I was trying. I was trying to pay attention, man. But I was like, 
don't care. <laughs> don't, don't care about these people. Oh, uh, like, that's, yeah, not, that's a shame. Not holding my attention. It's like, yeah, I, 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 it was a rough, it was a rough watch. Oh. You immediately call him like son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had to let him let him down. Uh, we hung out this weekend, and I mean, spoiler alert. But and see, I I was really impressed by the pacing because it's a relatively short film, um, and a lot happens, especially like the last like I don't know half an hour, forty minutes of the movie is, you know, once the subway. Once the car chase slash subway chase scene happens, the movie really is like in the high gear. Um, there is some, you know, character development and sort of like building of the case, so to speak, the, that sort of second act that I, I, especially for older films, could I could see why I could, I could kind of, I hate to say to use bore, but uh, bore some audience members. Um, but I thought they did actually a pretty good job of keeping the film buzzing along so but anyway sorry didn't mean to interrupt no i don't, I, I don't have much much to say um I, there were certain scenes like i i i was entertained by the 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 car scene that that where they're tearing it apart they're tearing oh, yeah. it apart um and so that was kind of fun um but like uh, for for the most part it was tough to mm. keep my attention on it. Mm. Like the plot wasn't moving me. Um, and then by the end of the movie, I was just totally unsatisfied. I was like, the ending <laughs> probably could have saved it. But then I was like, what the fuck? Seriously? It's a like, weird ending uh, that I don't think most people are expecting. Yeah. Um, it almost feels like maybe there was an issue or something. Like they, they, it's like they ran out of film or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, all right, just give the, the gunshot. We'll, we could spoil this movie. Um, we'll just, you know, we'll just end it with a gunshot, but then we'll give you title credits that right. it, that kind of give it to you. So, but it's still a little vague. But it, like, and, it, and, and it wasn't satisfying, even if they explain what happened in the title credit. And like, yeah, but he didn't get them. <laughs> like, well, yeah. and and I think that's the the big sort of point of this movie is that sort of nihilistic approach or, or view of society especially new york i mean this feels this has like if somebody had said scorsese had directed this i would have been like yeah absolutely because it just feels like old new york gritty slimy gross fucking nasty ass streets and the pizza that he puts in his mouth looks like a piece of cardboard and i'm just like I feel like that's what New York looked like in 1971. Um, it feels very authentic. Um, um, I had a point, but I lost it. Because <laughs> Tony was saying, what were you saying? Probably nothing good. Uh, shit. I was going to make a comment. I was going to oh, make boy. a connection. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. You going to make a French connection? I was going to make a French connection. Rainbow Connection. What about you, Fonzo? You know, I can appreciate a direction. I, I, there's, there's ways to film a chasing, and there's ways to not film a chasing. 
and I'm not a director by any stretch, but I have I have directed a couple of short films starring my man Harley and Donaldo Martinez. That's right. We played a cop and drug lord, and we had a car chase scene, we had a fight scene, we had a gunfire. It's fucking, it's top notch. But I appreciate the car sideways running with the runner instead of like that that scene in Taken Two or Three where there's like 12 million cuts, oh. right? And makes no sense. But just having it stare there, like. Those actors motherfucker had a haul ass. Like they're running full speed to chase somebody, right? I guarantee by the end of that take, they're fucking sucking wind unless they were in shape. And I don't know. For some reason, I appreciate it. I love the look of like 70s New York. We just, we can never duplicate that, you know? We can do it with CG and everything, but it just doesn't have that grime, that smell, that's just that look we can never, you know, never duplicate. But, um, Gene Hackman, yeah, he's pretty badass. And Roy Scheid, when they're fucking around. That dude in the beginning, you're like, God damn, motherfucking Rocha is kicking him like three times, and he tells Gene Hackman enough. It's like, he just kicked the man four times on the ground. Gene Hackman gets on top and punches him once, and you're like, enough, enough. I'm like, bitch, you just kicked that motherfucker four times. <laughs> I bet he was, I bet it was for, for, because he was, you know, he had to make him run so goddamn far. Um, <laughs> but I'm like with you guys, man, with Tony, like, there's not a lot after that, right? Besides the car chasing and other things, it's like, uh, it's a very programmable movie. I'm, I, hate, I hate to say it. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. It just didn't yep. get me right away. So, or so my know. buddy Ryan, he was telling me that, like, I think Harley was alluding to the 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 theme of the movie is the futility of law Thank enforcement. Thank you. That's exactly. It's like, and he gets the way. You know what I mean? Right. He's like, he's the ultimate bad guy in this movie, and, and, throughout, and he gets away. And yeah. it's and it's it's repeated throughout the film, and I think it. I, it went over my head because I was annoyed by the fact that he couldn't get shit done. Like the, the, his, his, his trouble with superiors and getting, you know, the, the red tape and, you know, just yeah. having to deal with the, the bureaucracy, bureaucracy of being that, in police. That was part of the theme of yeah. the futility of law enforcement. But well, no. for me, it just annoyed the fuck out of me. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on. Just <laughs> Why can't they get shit, shit done? Yeah. Um, well, and then the title credits, they spell it out for you. All the people that are arrested either had, you know, incredibly reduced sentences or no sentences at all. Right. So right. it's like, yeah. you know, they're, they're literally explaining. Now, um, uh, now it is based on a nonfiction book from 1969. So there is some, you know, even though the movie doesn't say this is based on a true story. Um, it is based on a, on a book that supposedly the, the, the name of the nonfiction book was called the French connection, a true account of cops, narcotics and international conspiracy. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess, true, you know, so, sometimes life. real life is more boring than, than Hollywood. Yeah. Then, Hey, I guess it accomplished. If it was trying to bore me, it, it did its job. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will admit, I I, it. it's hard for me to, rate to review these movies without putting in context when the movie came out and and the sort of state of movies when it came out you know what i mean i mean the truth is while that car chase scene is fucking amazing we've seen really good car chase scenes and you know non-special effect car chase scenes um this one's an outstanding one and considering when it came out in 1971 you know, um, it, it was huge. Um, you know, the performances from all the main 
uh, actors I thought was pretty good. It won a shit ton of awards. Um, uh, where the fuck is it? It won like four Academy Awards or some shit that year. It was insane how well it did. It was the first rated R movie to win the Academy Award for Best Picture since the introduction of the MPAA rating system in 1968. It also won Academy Awards for Best Actor, Hackman, Best Director, Friedkin, Best Film Editing, Best Adapted Screenplay, it was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, Best Cinematography, Best Sound Mixing. Um, so, you know, the critics absolutely loved it, or at least the award ceremony did. Um, and I can see why. Um, it felt, it almost felt like a documentary kind of thing. Um, they use a lot of shaky cam, which I traditionally hate, but they didn't overuse it and so i thought it worked in some of the scenes where they wanted some frenetic and kind of nervousness um you know obviously now it's been overused to death um but uh there was um there was like a feeling to the movie for lack of a better term of like authenticity kind of thing and i think that at least for me that kept me involved that kept me intrigued that kept me like wanting to you know there's several scenes where there's no dialogue where people are just kind of following each other and kind of chasing each other and and just kind of you know considering it's a short film there are some several scenes where there really isn't a lot of dialogue and sometimes the dialogue is almost confusing you're like what does that mean you know what i mean like they don't they don't give you they don't they don't explain it all um when they when they put the car back together the heroin car, they don't explain it right away kind of thing. And you're like, wait a second, is that the car? Did they get a double car? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not the easiest to watch in the sense of like, you kind of have to pay attention and kind of fill in some blanks yourself. Yeah, um, but I think for, to be honest with you, I, I would, I would rewatch this film. I would enjoy it. Um, because I could always remember this is, this was a, great example of what some filmmakers were doing a long, long time ago before any kind of special effects. You know what I mean? And, um, I mean the blood, like that fake blood they used back then, it it was like orange, like, like where, like you can get Crayola crayons that look more authentic. You know what I mean? But back then they didn't have real fucking blood it was like orange like neon orange i don't know what the fuck um but i i i enjoyed it i mean i i thought um the 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 scene at the end obviously when they're in the the, like the warehouse the water's like dripping out the ceiling and you're just like oh you know it's like that you feel that suspense Mm -hmm. um the getting off the the suspense of the the subway um when he's chasing the french guy i thought when he's getting on and off and then he waves to him i thought that was really well done um of course it's got the greatest car chase non-car chase scene of all time like he's chasing (laughs) a subway not another car you know well it's funny you said that because i was reading where it said uh 
a ca- a camera was mounted on the bumper of the car that Gene Hackman drives in the mm-hmm. car chase sequence, with another put inside the car to capture Hackman's performance. The actor did a lot of his own driving over a section of 26 blocks. That's insane. I mean... I always so. wondered that. When a cop fucking says, hey, I need your car, and they take it, right, to go do some police shit, what the fuck happens after that? How can it we usually, never see? It ends up in a fucking landfill. So what happens to... <laughs> Did you see that fucking Pontiac when he was done with it? I know that's what I'm saying. Like he don't get a new one like this. And, and, and the guy literally, as he gets pulled out of the car, he goes, "What am I gonna get it back?" <laughs> I, that's why I don't. At first, I'm laying like, "Yo, man, he's getting in the middle of the road and no one's stopping." I'm like, "I understand now. Cops are gonna fuck up your car and and not even bat their eye twice yeah, and go, I, I yeah, sorry." Yeah, I'm like you, Harley. I there's things that I really like about it, the very technical aspect, the way it was filmed. You know, because I like Friedkin, but and I, I, I think I kind of would watch it again, but I'm not, I'm not entirely sure like when I would. So, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. it's a tough. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's when you want to watch. I'm not mad all. that I watched it, you know, but because it's it's got that title French Connection, and, and it's it's a classic, right? People talk about it. like look at all the nominations they got. So I'm happy. Well, that no, I'm not nominations. It at yeah. the awards. It didn't right. just get nominated. It got award, best actor, best <laughs> film. Best director, I mean, or no, not best director, best picture, and best actor. There you go. So, oh, no, so overall, me. it did win best director as well. There you go. So overall, what do you give it? I would absolutely give it a high dollar. Um, wow. I'd buy if, that for a dollar. It, if I had seen this a bunch of times when I was younger, um, maybe if I was a couple years older, uh, this would have probably been a Slater, but wow. I don't, I don't have the sentimental value. And I recognize that, you know, watching a 40 year old film in 2018, there are some compromises for lack of a better term, <laughs> um, you know, where it's just the pacing of movies, you know, so, um, yeah, movies are, Movies are really made for the audience these days, as opposed to, I think, some of these older films. They were really made, given the circumstances, you know, it's like you're saying. I mean, put a camera on the front of a car. Nowadays, we have, like, camera cars. You know what I mean? You see those, like, those like weird, like, cars that aren't even cars. They're just, like, a roll cage, and they got, like, cameras. You know, they're just camera cars yeah. for movies because the budget of these movies is so big. You know, it's like, this bud, this budget, $2.2 million. I mean, Brad Pitt's hairdresser gets $2 million in today's <laughs> day and age. You know what I mean? Um, so the fact that they could have shot a film like this, you know, look at the filming locations. It's all like New York, New York, you know, Grand Central Station, just all these fucking crazy, scary parts of Brooklyn. And, you know, but then they shot in Italy and they shot in, or not little, they shot in little Italy. They shot in, in French, several spots in French. Um, you know, they shot in Washington, DC for that one scene. So, um, no, I, I can see why the film did so well for the younger audiences, you know, um, or just the casual moviegoer, so to speak. I I could see why some people would be bored by it. But for me, I, I absolutely blast, blast with it. It gets a high dollar. And I'm glad you picked it. 
Hey, you're welcome. I regret it, though. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a waste of time. Hmm. I'm torn. How's it go? <laughs> Finish him. Finish him. <laughs> I um. Hmm. You know, after I watched it, I don't really remember much. So yeah, I'm gonna have to give it a waste of time too. That would be a waste of time. All right. Now, how now, oh, are they going to do? Damn. What? What did you forget? No, I, I didn't have time. Um, I, ha- I had it on my schedule to mix, um, mix. Oh, the guessing game with... You didn't do it. Nope, I was too busy last week. So. Oh, boy. That's you get. This is Savage Scott, and it's time to play everyone's favorite guessing game... Who the fuck is Reggie? With your contestants, Angie from Fallbrook, Reed from the NZ, Art from Cali, and Show was way too loud. I couldn't even hear what he was saying. Me and Fonzo. Oh, sorry. Did I overpower it? A little bit. Sorry about that. I was trying my best. Sometimes your best ain't your best. Ain't good enough. <laughs> All right. Who got first? Who we got? I don't know. Here we go. How you guys doing? I hope pretty fucking good this evening. Anyway, the homework, the French connection. I'm going to say that you all give it a slater. And I'm going to double down on all of them. <laughs> Wait. All of us gave it a Slater? Because I only want to hear Harley do the math, okay? <laughs> I only want to hear Harley what? Uh, she wants to hear Harley do the math. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, oh, my dear, my dear. She's like, I, fuck this I, game. I just want to see Harley do I, math. Yeah. I think you've disqualified yourself for the championship. <laughs> She's like, worth it. I'm going to give the people what they want, Harley. That's negative three points. Damn it, O'Hagan, give the people ale. Oh, your mouth. Do it. Do it now. Do it now. It's That's negative three points, dear. That's all the math you need to worry about. <laughs> yeah, but she had, what was her point total? And what is it now? She was at 17. She was tied for second place. Oh. All right. Here we go. What about the accent? Did she get a point for that? I Did she have an accent? Does that yeah. sound like her? Well, I don't know her that well, so... Yes, you uh, do. She's been to your house. Yeah, 20 years ago, bitch. I don't remember her. She was there for like two times. 20 years ago, bitch. <laughs> Science, bitch. <laughs> Am I giving her a point? Tony, I need a ruling. Am I giving her a point for the accent? It sounded like a, an accent. Okay. Yeah. Negative two points. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> oh, what a dick. <laughs> what? He gave her the point. Yeah, I gave her the point for that. I know, but I'm just. <laughs> That's fucked. What, I should I just give her the fucking championship because she's a woman? No. Jesus Christ. This take, fucking guy. Take it easy. Shit. <laughs> 
I mean, granted, I I'll, I'll say this. I I agree. We never we never came to the, an agreement that the accent had to be good. We just said you had to try, and yeah, she's trying. Right. Some of the accents are very very good. Some of the accents aren't so good. Sometimes, just sometimes, I can't even tell if it's an accent or not. So you're you're borderline getting that point. I'm gonna give it because Tony Tony thinks there was an accent there. The the whole time I was trying to figure out what <laughs> accent it was. It's like that's that's from somewhere. Uh, like, you know, New England, Boston, New York, something. It's uh, I couldn't yeah, that's so because I was making that effort, I figure it's an accent. And I'll give her the point. And she still loses two points altogether. All right. Fun stuff. Here we go. Number two. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Nope, nope. Start over. That got an echo. Oh, boy. I can't wait to hear this week's Bad Boys podcast. Is that an accent? This is a motherfucking accent. This is... Mickey God Mouse damn right it is. Finest. I still don't even know who it is. I don't know if this is hard to read. That's how fucking good it is. Right? It's impressive. Really swell. So this week, we've got the French Connection, which I think Harley's going to give us Slater. I'm going to double down. Oh. Oh, boy. (laughs) I think Tony is going to give it a dollar. And I think Fonzo is going to give it a Slater. And I'm going to double that on the (laughs) Just when we thought we were so close. Well, I mean, we'll probably still be close because everyone's going backwards now. Well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming this is Reed. I thought it was Mickey Mouse. We got a, we got a new new player in the game. Yeah, player. But Mickey was but Mickey Mickey wasn't doing an accent. That's just his normal voice. Oh, uh, that's true. So, that's true. So no that's bonus. True. No bonus right. points for Mickey right. Mouse. Let's see if he says. <laughs> Hi ho. Okay, so that's that was. <laughs> Didn't reveal who he is. Um, I guess we're gonna have to use deduction <laughs> based on yeah. the other ones. I, yeah. d- I think we're gonna hear Donaldo next. <laughs> yeah, can we determine by yeah who's What's going on, bad boys? Um, happy Sunday, happy football Sunday! Congratulations, Harley, to your Chargers. Anyways, fucking um, Chargers. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was sliced alone for a second. Under the picks, the French Connection. Never heard of it, but I want to see it because I don't think I've ever seen it. Gene Hackman and anything else other than Superman and that uh, football movie. What was it? The Replacements. So yeah, I'm gonna check this out. Anyways, um, I'll start with Harley and Tony. I think they will give it a dollar. I want to say Fonzo will give this movie a dollar, but I think he's gonna give it a waste of time. So yeah, I'm the time. Oh shit! Tony Harlow, give it a dollar. 
Man, that's all he needed. He just needed one right to give a point to not go backwards, move a little forward. No, he got two points. Why? He he said you were going to give it a waste of time. Oh, you and you gave it a dollar. Yeah, yeah, you got two points. Right. Oh shit! Well, everyone's going fucking backwards. This motherfucker's He's going, going forwards. <laughs> All right, here we go. So I'll play. I'll play number four, which got fucked up. Hey, what up, bad boys? Fuck yeah! This is your homeboy. Up. And it oh, got cut that, off. No then... points. Next, <laughs> next move. So um. <laughs> So here's his uh, attempt number two. What's up, bad boys? This is take number two. Trying to put in my reviews. Like always, it looks like freaking Tony is trying to hold me back. (laughs) 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 Tony, you have to include the pre-show of Fonzo's prediction. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Do I get points? (laughs) Right. I like beautiful how he, he, he says beautiful, man. that I'm trying to hold him back when I'm the one telling him that he, he needs I told to you, it doesn't fucking matter if you're helping him out, bro. Nope. He's, he's still going to go after you. He's going to go after me. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, I'm glad the other one didn't go through because it's horrible. I'm not going to be able to do an accent. I don't have that much time. I need to start making these calls as soon as I listen to the show while the show's still fresh in my mind. But anyways, this week's homework was picked by none other than the MCP, Master of Losing Weight. And he picked the French Connection. He's really <laughs> been going outside his comfort zone. And picking some, you know, pretty good movies that, that I mean, I haven't seen this movie, but uh, I know it's highly regarded. So right off the bat, I'm going to say MP gave it a dollar. I'm going to say my man Harley gave it a dollar. And fuck, I'll say Fonzo gave it a dollar. So this gets a certified Donaldo dollar. <laughs> I got a name now, certified Donaldo. Yeah, no kidding. So we got one point. Man. This was tough. This one really oh. fucked people. Mm-hmm. So I put some. He's still in the lead by one point. Dang. He's only one point up on D. God Whoa. damn. And Breed's at 16, and Angelina's at 15. And so the other one was definitely Reed. The yeah. It has to be, yeah. That was a fabulous accent, Reed. Great fucking Mickey Mouse first. Dude, that was awesome. Good shit. No kidding. Remember when we heard it, we're like, damn, look at that. Mm-hmm. Fucking Mickey. Nice. So, yeah. So, man, people are going backwards, people are going forward. This this is getting, they, they're not making it easy. They want to really go to the very end. I'm going to go 12 rounds. Yeah. We love it. Let's see. Let's go to blow to blow. Fuck yeah. Boom. MCP with the French connection. All right. Thank you, sir. Yep. Let's see. 1990, Predator 2 was the extra credit chosen by moi. The new movie just came out this Friday. I figured, hey, let's watch a Predator movie. Get in the mood. No one went to go see it in the theater. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Amidst a territorial gang war in 1997, a sophisticated alien hunter stalks the citizens of Los Angeles. And the only man between them and his praise a veteran LAPD officer, Lieutenant Mike Harrigan. Directed by Stephen Hopkins. Written by a Jim Thomas. Starring Danny Glover, Gary Busey, Kevin Peter Hall. As a predator. 
Gentlemen, Predator 2, was the last time you guys watched it? What do you guys think after rewatching it? I'd seen this one several times. Um, I'd seen this a lot as a kid uh, and always enjoyed it. I thought the whole, you know, Predator in the city <clears throat> was was exciting. Um, it's a hard R. It's very graphic. It, uh, it, you know, I mean, this is like a gore fest to much of the film. Um, you know, a lot of bad language. Um, shit happens. Yeah. Um, uh, Danny Glover is a good leading man from a physicality standpoint. Like he, you know, towards the end, he's getting his ass kicked, but he just keeps coming. Um, the performances of this movie really, really um, came out to me. This viewing, I the acting from everybody, minus Gary Busey. Oh come um, on, man! Come on, is bro. atrocious. I mean, the fuck, are you talking about, dude? They're they're the dialogue that they're given. Bill Paxton was killing it. Oh yo. my god, he's so bad. Oh, he's so bad. How is he any different than one well, any other movie or True Lies? Because he's like the same character. No, you're right. That's the thing. I, I know, but it's like I don't know. It just feels. Oh, it, it, it takes me all creepy. It takes me out of the hold film. Still. <laughs> hold when, still on us. When Gary Busey's like like aggressive and he's like, "I'm gonna you know eat your lunch" kind of thing. I was like compelled. Like he, fe- like I felt like he was really, like really mean. Um, you know what I mean. Um, but everybody else, no, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Sorry, like you as literally I literally say anything, and then you say, "Know what I mean?" No, no. not a clue. <sighs> uh, sorry, like as I was saying, I, I clicked on the guy who played the predator. Yeah, and he died in 1991 at the age of 35. <sighs> um. Anyways, yeah, no shit. Kevin Peter Hall, RIP. Um, anyways, um, the action, the pacing holds up very well. It's, it's a great, it's a blast of a film to watch, especially that last like 20 minutes. Um, and then when you get the, you know, we'll spoil the shit out of this one too. Uh, we get the bunch of predators at the end, uh, you know, throws them the guns. So we realize they've been hunting them for fucking hundreds of years. Like, it's a lot of fun. Like the movie holds up. I like the, you know, sort of the cliche, the feds getting involved. You know, you don't know what Gary Busey, why he knows so much, but then you find out that he does know. And he's like, Hey motherfucker, it's aliens, you know? <laughs> um, so, um, a lot of the sort of character building of the characters and the relationships, I thought fell flat where the first one really did a a really good job with that. I think you really felt for these characters and as they were knocked off one at a time, you really felt empathy. This one, I just, I was like, yeah, get to the action, get, get to the blood and guts kind of thing. You got that in the very beginning. I know. I know. It's like it, that's what, <laughs> what I'm saying. That's what you're waiting for. No, that's not, you, you don't have to you wait. You already got bullets flying. Around, I, going I, by I know that's everywhere. what I'm saying. Like this is a full on action fest. So, um, it does that in spades for sure. Yeah. Tony, what did you have you seen this one before? Um, it, it's been a M- while. M- I saw MC it as a Predator. kid. Mm. 
Oh, shit, that's a badass hip hop name for Tony. Yeah, MC no Predator. Yeah. We found the P is for. Yeah, and I remember as a kid, I liked it, but I think it was one of those, like I mentioned earlier about technology, like, oh, there's a predator. What new weapons does he got? What new tricks does he have up his sleeve that the other ones didn't from the first one? And so, you know, the, the, the disc, the, the, the blade that yeah. he has and like those were all really cool things. And, and I, re- that's what I remember enjoying. And this time around, it was rather, it was kind of a sleeper for me. Like, where's the cool things that I remember as a kid? And like, this isn't, it's not cool yet. It's not cool yet. It's like, it didn't get cool until the last scene, until all the other predators and he's and oh, the last fight with him. Like that's when I was like, ah, here it is. This is what I was waiting for. And and even though I enjoyed that last scene, the last and and the scene with the last predators where they all come through and they, he throws them the gun, it wasn't enough of the movie for me to be able to say I like the movie as a whole. Mm. So, damn, MC yep. Predator. Yeah. The hunt is on. Predators all over this movie. Fucking voodoo magic man. Dude, yeah, what about the net? They would, they would drill through the wall and rip you apart? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, got the cool spear, you know? They, they ripped they rip that one off. Fucking the, uh... Predator first aid kit, yo. Yeah, no shit. We got a lot of predator action, you know. I love them. I love, I love that the scene. Oh, dude, that's the breaking best. up the drywall or the yeah, clay. mixing it, burning yeah. it, make that bullshit. love it. Yeah, it's love fucking it. great. Um, we get them away from the actual jungle to the urban jungle. You know, the streets mm. of Los Angeles, and right mm-hmm. in the very beginning, we got a fucking riot. We got a war zone going down. Yeah, there. We got machine guns flying. We got a guy double yielding, look crazy. Takes a big ass fucking ounce of coke and just shoves it up his fucking nostrils. He just goes nuts, right? That's just the very beginning, you know. We got Danny Glover spinning out of control and this fucking would not stop sweating through the entire movie. Holy shit! Fascinating. I thought it was awesome. I mean, because the guys in the the jungle are sweating, so why not? (laughs) He'd be sweating too. Um, Bill Paxton's just great, man. He's talking to the girl in the bar, like, "Hey, hey, dude, don't dance with us, my sister." Hey, wait a minute, you're not my sister. I love it. Paxton's great. R.I.P. for him as well. Uh, Ruben Blades, um, you know, he was with, that was his partner, man. He had the necklace. He, he fell for him, man. I don't know why he didn't feel for him, man. That was his partner. He set him up and he got killed. He felt bad for him, you know? Uh, he had to live with that. Um, but like I said, we get that scene with him hanging on top of that gargoyle in the city's, uh, landscape. It's fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I think they use that in some of the posters for the movie. Um, but just the, the scene where, um, we got some scenes with him, you know, thermal again, but we're recording the voices in that one creepy ass one where the kid goes, want some candy? He just starts recording it. Oh, it's yeah, creepier right. and creepier. He's like, want some candy? So all day long last week that I had the kids just going, want some candy? I kept oh, asking them, how can say the creepiest? And they'd put their hands up in their mouth with little fingers to make the little mandible claws like, want some candy? Uh, Wait, they didn't watch the movie, did they? I showed him that scene where they, when he fucking runs out of the oh, wall. Oh, <laughs> when, okay. they, when the lady's trying to hit him with the broom. <laughs> They all laugh like, "What's that gonna do?" Like, like that's a predator. What is that broom gonna do? But then when he ran out and punched the punched the door, and they made that perfect hole, like almost like a cartoon. When he ran out. They should, they thought that was the funniest thing when he just ran away. <laughs> um, yeah, move. This movie's fucking. I I don't know why it doesn't uh, get the love like the first one does, or like well, it's not. I don't know why. I I mean, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm looking into it differently or wrong. But maybe it is very well liked. But 
I fucking enjoyed the shit of it from the very beginning. I'm like, yeah, man, this is my wheelhouse. 90s fucking action. Right, came on yeah. 90s, right? Uh, then 1990. Um, the look, just the fucking craziness, the absurd violence, fucking, you got Predator, and he got, he got Danny Glover always talking in his whisper. Love it, man. Fucking love this movie, man. This movie's a fucking Slater. Whoa. I don't want to fucking double down, man. Movie. I don't know, y'all, man. This movie's fucking, I don't know how you were bored or not entertained. This movie's fucking entertaining the whole time. It's absolutely. So. No, it's, it's absolutely, um, and then a new movie, spoiler alert, Jake Busey character is the son of Gary Busey in this movie. How about that? Oh, Jake Busey's in the, the, the in the new, new movie. Yeah, he got casted as a kid. He goes, he goes. Yeah, I I thought they were looking for somebody, and I'm like, who better than me? I'm an actor. I'm his actual kid. I could play his kid. <laughs> it was kind of funny in the panel that I saw earlier today, but that's what we talk. But yeah, pretty too, man. I think I like that shit. What about y'all? I, like I said, I had a lot of fun with it too. Um, the bad acting is like the only thing that that sort of annoyed me through much of the film. Um, Wikipedia says the film received negative reviews despite earning a moderate return at the box office, grossing fifty-seven million worldwide, and was considered a disappointment compared to the previous films, ninety-eight million gross on a smaller production budget. It it has, however, become a cult film amongst fans. So, um, yeah, and I guess, I, I guess I they could, offered it to McTiernan again to direct, but he uh, turned it down to direct The Hunt for Red October. Well, and and I guess um, Arnold turned it down too. Mm-hmm. Um, he they didn't they weren't uh, there wasn't enough money due to dispute over salary. Schwarzenegger, who starred as Dutch in the first film, declined to return to the sequel. Yeah, I'm seeing he didn't he didn't like the new director or the new script. He said yeah. No. The MPAA initially gave Predator 2 an NC-17 rating. <laughs> I'd like to see that cut. Um, I mean, that scene with Gary Busey, when he gets chopped in half, dude, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. fuck yeah. How badass. Yeah. So, um, well, it's funny. They even had a backstory with the, with the Arnold's character, Dutch. It said, in the backstory behind why Dutch, the main protagonist of the first film, did not return for the sequel... Keys had learned of Dutch's encounter with the Predator, and he had tracked Dutch down to a hospital in which Dutch was being treated for an illness from radiation sickness, thought to be the result of the exposure of the Predator's self-destruct device. Mm. After hearing Dutch's mm. account of events, Keys uh, and the OWLF team were sent to the jungle to investigate and studied the site where the Predator detonated its self-destruction device and discovered evidence of a spaceship launched in the jungle and that the deceased predator ship had automatically returned to the predator homeworld, and Dutch later escaped from the hospital and vanished. And Keys personally believed he was still alive. So maybe this day hopes. I, I I think the problem. I think the reason why maybe the film didn't do so well is it has all the cliches of like eighties nineties action flicks, right? Like it is a sequel to a lot of different eighties action flicks, and. And so it's not the original of so many of those movies. And while it does a very good job at what it's trying to do, you know, again, the action, the gore, it doesn't do any one thing better than all the other classics, so to speak, you know, the Robocops or the, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, the, you know, hard R genre action adventure, action horror dramas whatever um and so 
you know, if you put it up against some of its competitors, it doesn't fare so well. Um, but if you just watch it as a movie from the eighties or the nineties, it, it's a, it's a lot of fun to watch and it. I think it holds up as a, a really good example of that time period, that genre of films. So, um, I, wouldn't give it a Slater myself just because I do think it has some, I can see the weaknesses. Um, I can see it could have been that much better. Um, more than likely anytime I'm ever going to watch, watch a predator film, I'll just watch the first one. Like, you know, it's, it's sort of the original of all the cliches and all the, the one liners kind of thing. This one tries to, it has a lot of those one liners too. Um, but they just don't, they just don't hit, I think as much. Um, and ultimately for me, I think the lack of feeling empathy for the characters, you know, um, it, it just didn't have it. So for me, it was just an action flick. Um, but it gets a solid dollar. That's for sure. I'd buy that for a dollar. I was more entertained by this one than French connection. So for me, it gets a low dollar. That's the most glowing uh, review here all week. So he's, he's rating movies it. on a curve. Yeah, I like that so, scene through the reporters. Like as drought-ridden Los Angeles swelters in agonizing heat, drug lords wage bloody wars in the streets. Yet another open. Co- oh fuck this! Get me out of here! <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> oh man, hmm, how I, are they? Are the BPC family going to redeem themselves? They're going to do a lot better. Full force, you think yeah, so? There's, yeah, there's yeah. going to be some Slaters. They're going to know that you gave it a Slater. They're, um, they're going to know I gave it a dollar. There's, there's definitely going to be some two. There's, three there's there. going to be some incorrect Slaters though. Ooh. It's quite possible. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. They might think I gave it a Slater. They, nobody's going to guess it. you gave it a Slater, Tony. Nope, nope, no way. Even though your name's MC Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Right this week. We're... Wait, no, that's all right. Well, uh, what, what? Here we go. for extra credit, Predator Two. I'm going to say that first. This is a different accent. is going to give it a dollar. Hurley is going to give it a waste of time, and Tony is going to give it a dollar. Say that Fernie is going to give it a dollar. Hurley is going to give it a waste of time. Put on loop. <laughs> yeah, because I I couldn't hear what she said. Yeah. yeah. So, Fonzo gave it a dollar? Ah, oh, shit. for extra credit. Predator 2. I'm going to say that Fonzo is going to give it a dollar. Hurley is going Fonzo. to give it a dollar. I think it was like Sweden or something, and right? Yeah. going to give it a dollar. Alrighty then. Have a good one. So she I'm said... Lo- I'm loving the commitment to the action, by the way. Yeah, she, did get, she did get... She did... Correct me if I'm wrong. She did get Harley and Tony's dollar, right? I thought she said someone was a waste of time. To say that Fonzo yeah. is going to give it a dollar. Harley is going to give it a waste of time. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, Harley, waste of time. Mm-hmm. And Tony mm-hmm. is going to give it a dollar. <laughs> My dollar is only one she got right. <laughs> hey, it's better than going negative. Yeah. Yeah, she's up to 16 points. She's tied with Reed. Bam. All right, here we go. We have... Extra credit! 
<laughs> Brother Two, and I think Harley is gonna give it a waste of time. I think I don't know what accent this. Is. I don't it's, know if he's Yoda or he's Goofy. <laughs> no, 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 he's Goofy. He's totally oh, that Goofy. What it is? Yeah, let, let's restart. I gotta it. hear a Goofy laugh though. Here we go. Hey-ho! Right this week we have extra credit! Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right, Tony. I think you're right. Predator 2, and I think Harley is gonna give it a waste of time. I think Tony is going to give it a waste of time! Shit, that's good. (laughs) Is going to give it a dollar. What do you think of that, Biggie? Wait, what? Dollar. What do you think of that, Biggie? Piggy? Is he Kermit the Frog now? Was that Kermit the Frog? Kermit. Fuck, I got yeah, it Yeah, Tony, you said Goofy. Yeah. I thought you it... Goofy motherfucker, you. <laughs> uh, Kermit the Frog here. Hmm. That's Kermit the Frog. So wait, he did, he got zero for zero, right? Yeah, and you get a negative zero for that accent. Because <laughs> Tony said it was Goofy, so I thought I was Goofy the whole time until he calls for Miss Piggy. I'm confused. Well, uh, wait, wait. You don't get, you don't lose points for bad accents. Right. Remember. Oh, right. Because we never established that. Uh, here's the problem. They're starting to do multiple accents, which we we kind of said you'd get. If you do two accents, you can get mm, two points. Two points. So why is that so, the thing? <laughs> well, because am I going to give Angelina two points for her accents this week? Why not? Is that the rule? That's the rule, right? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Well, you really shut your so mouth. That, it's it's like puts, it's like he bleeds points, and he's like, "Fuck you guys! I don't want to give you guys points." Seriously, like it's like he wants to keep the points for himself or some shit. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I I don't know. I just I don't know. Okay, so Reed gets another point for the accent, but no points. So you get out the points correctly, you motherfucker. I, hmm. I am. I am. sucker you are. Mm-hmm. So now you're doing Kermit the. Kermit, Kermit the, Yoda. the Yoda. Points you must give. Mm-hmm. It is the same voice, right? Isn't it the same actor that did mm. Kermit the Frog and Yoda? I don't know. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts my fucking throat, though, when I do it. Oh. My throat's all bulging out. Yeah. Gargling on my balls is going to hurt your throat, too, next time I see a bitch. <sighs> all right. What do we got here? Hang on. Hang yeah, on. They're Hang tied on. at 17. What do we got next? Wait, we need we need the money shot from uh, from Reed. Come on, where is it? Is going to give it a dollar. What do you think of that, Biggie? Here we go. Oh, is it Biggie? Bad boys for life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <sighs> Uh, All right, next up is uh, Donaldo. Predator 2, that's my least favorite of all the 
for go fuck movies. yourself. I don't give a Actually, fuck what you think like, of the movie. Well, who's asking you? Just review the god, god damn it. Get it all. Hey, I I got one for you. Just pause it. I got one for you, Dinaldo. Dinaldo. <laughs> He's nuts, Aldo. Ronaldo, <laughs> win a championship, and then you can be a co-host on the podcast, and then you can explain your opinion on movies. Right, but until you do, no one gives a shit oh, what wait. you have to say. Word. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares what you fucking think. All right, <sighs> it's my least favorite of the movie. Go, shut up. Shut up. All right? <laughs> Where's a predator when we need him? I want to see three laser dots right on his fucking forehead right now. There he is. Oh, man. Handle that shit. My, my least favorite movie. Who the fuck asked you? <laughs> Danny Glover would say, shut your bitch ass up, motherfucker. I would fucking sweat all over you, bitch ass. <laughs> I would stand over your head with this gun and let the sweat drip off my forehead. The sweat off my nuts right into your forehead. <laughs> the show has reached a new level. <laughs> Fucking voodoo magic, my. <laughs> All right, what do you got, D? <laughs> oh, yeah, he doesn't give it a <laughs> But, uh, I know Fonzo will give this movie a dollar, and I think Tony and oh, Harley will. Oh, is that it. right? Guess what time. you're wrong. So yeah, those are my picks and uh, bad voice for life. Wow, really a lot of very lot of energy on that one there, D. Uh, I didn't hear I didn't what he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dollar I think he's gonna give it a waste of time. So yeah, falls a waste of time. Tony Harlow give it a dollar. Predator Two. That's my least favorite of all the Predator movies. Actually, I didn't like it at all to be honest. But uh. I know Fonzo will give this movie a dollar, and I think Tony and Harley will give it a waste of time. So yeah, those are my picks. Son of a bitch. Dude, no points. How How about that? How about that? No points. How about that? Champ? I'm like Chump. He's still in second place. Yeah, this is my least favorite Predator movie in all the franchise. No points. No points. Literally, no points. Zero. All right, Art. Here's your opportunity to seize Art. the day. That's right. Extra credit. Extra credit was brought on by the baddest of bad boys, Mr. Fonzo himself, who's living it up over there at Sutton Montepalooza. And he picked Predator 2 because it's Predator Weekend. Predator Word 2 up. doesn't hold up as much to Predator 1, but it's its own <sighs> thing. It's kind of campy. It's schlocky, and I like it. So Wait, he just gave his opinion. That's cool. I like Art, though. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Tony, you knew that was happening. You knew that was yeah, Tony. I, even knew it. I set it up. But <laughs> Art's down, so it's all good. I'm going to say Fonzo. Fuck. I, he, no one Fonzo. It could go Slater. It could go Dollar. I'm going to go at Dollar because uh, the original oh, is a Slater. And you've had it, Art. You've had it, Art. You've had it. No way that this could be a Slater. I'm going to say it's a slate, uh, dollar for Harley, and I'm going to say for our MCP, give it a waste of time. It's just, I guess it didn't hold up for him. But uh, other than that, have a great show. I can't wait to hear all this crazy shit about uh, the cult making uh, MCP lose all his weights. Uh, I want to hear more about it, and I'll uh, keep up the good work, guys. Later.
thank you, Art. And I, and, and I appreciate your uh, thoughts on Predator 2, by the way. I always encourage <laughs> all our listeners, if you guys want to tell us what you guys thought of the homework next credit, please tell us on the, on the, when you, when you make your call. Thank you very much. I love you. <laughs> How's that, Harley? Is that better? Is that better? pretty good. <laughs> he did, so he did get one point. He got he my did. dollar. He was close, man. He almost got my, he almost had a Slater. He did get my dollar. Damn. I like I told you I had to start going, wait, wait, did he just give his review? The fucking layout. What an Ali you yeah. Ali you from half court, right? You were like actually you were at the other end and just launched it and I dunked it. <laughs> That's how badass. Yeah, that was. yeah, that was good. That was good. Good shit. <laughs> I can see all the shaking his head listening right now. Like what a dick. Man. Hey. Shit happens. So he was able to extend his lead a little yeah. bit. All right. What do, we, what do we got? Where are we at? Points total. Come on. Give it so, to us. Art at 20. Donaldo oh. at 18. Oh. Reed and Angelina at 17. Still anybody's ball game. Mm-hmm. Still anyone, anyone's ball game. Absolutely. The French Connection kind of fucked them up, man. We went backwards, yo. Both of them, man. Right? Yeah. The fuck? Even the actions weren't enough to help them. Well, it's saved them from... Is a is a predator language predator voice an accent? <laughs> <laughs> if I can yeah, understand you, we need yeah, we need an interpreter. Yeah. Well, Harley speaks fucking fluent predator. You've heard him all night. <laughs> that's not me. That's Tony and his drops. Shut the fuck up, man! Don't even lie. You're the predator. Tony says I found the drop, a clean drop. Oh, I, I was supposed to look it up. Shit. <laughs> No, I knew you would look it up, so that's what I'm saying. You don't even have one. All right, who's got the homework? Who's got the extra credit? Come on. All right. I got the homework. So um, me and me and Fonzo have this uh, long joke with the Life Aquatic with Steve Azizu. <clears throat> I think it was the oh my God. the first movie where we had a big difference of opinions, I think. This might have been the first pile of shit for you. Um, and I think since then, we've seen most, if not all, of Wes Anderson's films. And uh, so why not do Isle of Dogs? <clears throat> cool. I'm down. Everybody needs to go back and, and listen to the review of me and... F- I don't know if Tony, you were around. I feel like you didn't. The you fantastic Mister Fox. Tony, Tony wasn't born yet. I, don't think, I think it was before. I feel like you. I was around for Fantastic Mister Fox. But well, yeah. that one I love. I love Fantastic Mister Fox. I don't That's, remember reviewing Life Aquatic. I think that was the one I was on hiatus. I want to say uh, this is even before the podcast. It might have been really, or so. or before you. Yeah, before yeah, I was existed. Yeah. I remember liking it a lot and you, Fonzo, being like upset <laughs> that I liked it. I wanted to go see it at theater because of your recommendation. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Oh, but I sneeze and I, I get all kinds of shit. Shut the fuck up. So anyways, yeah, Isla Man. Who's got extra credit? I got extra credit. And y'all gonna love me. Uh, 1990? 
Uh oh. Yeah, I think that's the right year. Watch out now. It is <laughs> an abortion clinic worker with a special heritage is called upon to save the existence of humanity from being negated by two renegade angels trying to exploit a loophole and re-enter heaven. Kevin Smith, Dogma. Oh. Oh shit! I was like, wait, abortion? What? What's he going? Yeah, seriously. Long ride on. You do know who's in this, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Good. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I think I have this on DVD. Ooh. I'm very curious to what Denolo thinks of this movie next week. <laughs> My... He might be nervous to give his review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bad boys for life. Remember that. Got nothing but love for y'all. Oh. Boom, boom, boom. Harley, how was your weekend, my friend? What the fuck did you do? Yeah. Um, better. I do. I am. I am feeling better. Uh, although now, right, right now, I have a headache. So. <laughs> uh, I'm not Great. Doing that. Thanks, Donaldo. Yeah, thanks. It's all your fault, D. Um. <laughs> Well, now Chris is sick, so unfortunately. Oh, boy. Yeah, so. um, we didn't do much. Bought some new couches today. Hey, nice. Um, well, not new couches, like used black couches. <laughs> um, couches and a chair and some end tables. Um, yesterday, just kind of do some stuff around the house. Um, nothing crazy. Um. Yeah, nothing special. Oh, I did go for a little motorcycle ride yesterday. Oh, there you go. Went to the nice. new indie casino. Um, didn't gamble because I don't gamble. Had pulled pork sandwich. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Just, just, just exciting stuff. Yeah, Ooh. I just yeah, nothing special. Chilled. We slept a lot. We caught up on some sleep. Last week was really a long nice. week for Chris and I, there you go. and um, she had some shit go down at work, which was stressful. And um, so, yeah, we're we just kind of caught up on sleep this weekend. Yeah, watch y'all. Well, let's see. So Friday, I was off, and I went to the store in Hollywood called Book Soup. Because they, Mr. John Carpenter, wrote like a sequel to Big Trouble in China, hmm. with the author, with another, oh shit, with the writer named Anthony Birch, and him and John Carpenter were doing a signing for Big Trouble in China, Old Man Jack, Volume One. This follows the adventures of Jack Burton in the apocalypse. Um, very few, beginning of the few pages, he's going to the liquor store to buy beer, and it just never ends. Like he just takes a six pack, and magically it reappears. Um, and there's a wall of fire surrounding uh, this this utopia he lives in because he gets delicious food. He's got bookstores. He says the big wall of fire. I don't think about and the finest and classy beverages. But you know what the best part is? He's picking up a six pack, and in the next screen, it's all poof. It's not that. Thanks to some crazy-ass magic, I'll never run out of anything. So everything gets refilled. 
So, um, yeah, it's just a uh, kind of continuation. There's a demon in this one that is uh, mentioned in the first movie, which is really cool. Um, my buddy Jeff caught that. And when I told the author, I was like, hey, um, Ching Dai, demon, god of the east, is, is, is the bad guy in this movie, in the book, right? And he goes, yeah. He's like, good catch. I was like, thanks. My buddy Jeff caught that. And uh, I brought um, two items that you can get personally signed by John Carpenter, which was a, one of the coolest perks of the whole signing. So, I mean, they sold a lot of books because when, when I got there, the line was super long. But luckily, the the squad members were there and other friends were there. So, I mean, I, I, I ran into, like, the convention all-stars, the who's who of everyone that's always there, which is pretty hilarious. Um, from Ponytail Dude and his wife to a student named Rocco, to the student named Steven that I would see who collects vinyl as well. The fellow squad members, Christian and Chris, were there. My buddy Scott was there. Um, Brendan, AK Wet Movie from YouTube, was there with his friends. And it's just everybody was there. It was crazy. Um, so what I took with me was the Mondo poster that I got. Uh, luckily, I was able to purchase a Mondo poster online, which is a rare occasion. Um, my Halloween lobby card with um, Jason Edmondson's work. And uh, he signed it right on the sidewalk. He looked at it. He goes, he, he stares at it for a second and goes, hey, that's the house. I'm like, yep. And he signs it real quick. I'm like, sweet. So that'll be getting filled up a little bit further more in October at a different event. Um, but, yeah, super cool. When I got up to the lineup with him, he was um, he, he kind of took a break. No pictures, no video, unfortunately. So that part of the video that I recorded, there's none of that because they didn't, they didn't want no pictures or videos. They kind of wanted it to go smoothly. Um, he was putting sugar in his coffee and he kind of spilled over and he just goes, Oh, great, John. Like he just kind of was mad at himself for spilling some coffee. He's like, sorry guys, be a second. I'm like, no, man, take your time. This is like the longest I've ever been in your presence, sir. Like you take your time. So he starts staring, staring, comes down. I put, I'm talking to the author because I felt bad for the writer because everybody was just kind of focusing on Carpenter and getting their stuff signed. He was just kind of sitting there and I felt bad. So I started asking him about that demon and I asked him, he was looking at my soundtrack for Big Trouble in China. And I'm like, yeah, I'll probably listen to this album while reading the book. He's like, oh, that's a great idea. And just talking to him and just kind of thanked him. And I think he appreciated that. So I was just always feel bad when he's kind of like writes and passes the book. I'm like, yo, he fucking wrote the book too, you know? Um, yeah, Carpenter was cool. Signed that. And then he signed my Big Trouble in China soundtrack. That was on Friday. And I had to immediately leave from fucking Hollywood, drive all the way back to fucking uh, home because crew had a uh, night game that Friday. Um, oh, oh, that's right. Three hours to get back from LA. Wow. Yeah, it was a madness on Friday night. Um, got there all, just barely on time. Was able to take them for warm ups in the beginning. And uh, it was cool, man. And playing it in, in the cooler weather like that, man, it's nice. There's no heat. You don't have to worry about shade. It was just, it just felt great. You know, the kids were fresh and they weren't that sweaty. And uh, they won 6 0 that game, so they were pretty stoked. Nice. A lot of the kids, um, there's that, there's a pizzeria by our house that said, you know, you bring your whole team and they're all wearing uniforms and get two free pizzas. We're like, cool. So we only had like five or six of the kids and the guy was cool enough. He was like, you know, I'll do it this time, but you know, next time that's the rule. All the kids, uniform, you get two, two uh, big pizzas. We're like, cool. So I got to celebrate that. The very next morning, they had another game though, Saturday morning. Um, that one, they didn't do so well. They lost six to one. Um, I don't know if it was a lag of sleep, too much pizza. <laughs> um, the kids they played really hustled. I mean, our kids really hustled. So it's just, I don't know if it was just a back to back, you know, early. It was kind of, it was tough. Um, so then on Saturday, after that, I stayed home, meaning watch tag. Everybody just was chilling. Um, then today, we got up super early. Um, met up with a buddy of mine that I was hoping he'd purchase some of my action figures and some toys so I can get some more cash. And unfortunately, he didn't buy any of them. So I was like, fuck. Like, the mall over there didn't buy them. But oh well. 
I'm like, that's not gonna, I'm not, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna let it, uh, bring me down. I'm gonna send them off hang, hang out with all my friends. It'll be a good time. So we get there and, uh, it's at the smaller venue. It's a Burbank at the Marriott convention. And then, um, getting Will Call. My friend Chris's, uh, girlfriend Amy's there. She was in Will Call. So we hung out until he came out, started talking. And our other friends, Christian and his friend Raina came by. They were hanging out, talking. When we finally got in, we were all about getting into these panels because after these panels, you're getting these free posters signing. So our idea was to get a bunch of other free shit signed, you know, our personal items after they signed the poster. So in the new, the first panel was for Hellfest. If you guys check out the trailer, it's pretty cool. It's like um, Tony Todd, aka the Candyman. He plays like this kind of ringleader that's running an amusement park and on a Halloween. You know, kind of like these horror nights at Universal. Uh, but there's this one mass killer that inside that kind of is actually killing people in real life. And when he's chasing you, stalking you, you really don't know. You, they kill a person, they hang them in there, and they've been there for, dead for three days. Nobody knows. You know, it's 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 crazy. The trailer looks cool. So you're excited for that. So I brought an action figure that I've had for a long time uh, from Car- Candyman 3, Farewell of the Flesh. It's his action Ooh. figure. Brought it thinking I'll get that signed. All of us brought Candyman stuff, a bunch of things to get signed. We go up to him, and the lady's like, did you want any personal item signs? We're like, yeah. She goes, that'll be $50. Whoa. We're like, whoa. Tony Todd, $50? Are you kidding me? You were in Candyman and Final Destination? Come on, bro. Come on, man. Um, He's a cool dude, but I was like, nah, I'm good. Thanks for nothing. So I got the other poster signed. Got to talk to him on video for a little bit, and that was cool. And the director, who actually uh, edited um, Get Out, the big horror nerd, Got to talk to him in my video too, so that was pretty cool. In the video, I'm hoping to edit tomorrow, release it by tomorrow. Um, let's see. So there's another panel for the Predator with Thomas Jane, of course, being barefooted again for some reason. Motherfuckers always barefooted. Jake Busey was also on the panel, and Fred Decker, who wrote, who helped write the new movie, who's also directed the Monster Squad and uh, Night of the Creeps. He's done a bunch of cool stuff. He was there, and we're okay. We're like, cool. Let's get our Monster Squad stuff signed. Let's get Night of the Creeps stuff signed, right? He'll be there. He'll be cool. Um, the posters they keep giving out after the panels are they're eleven by seventeens. This one for some reason, maybe because it's a big major motion, a major uh, studio, we were getting the twenty four by thirty six Predator poster. That one of that picture I, I sent the guys in the messenger when I went into the theater, it was a Predator like face made out of skulls. You guys remember that image no. of a Predator? That's the poster that we got. Big twenty four thirty six. Thomas Jane signed it. Uh, Fred Decker signed it and Jake Busey. So that was pretty cool. And again, that huge poster. Um, after that, there was another panel, but uh, so people were getting smart. Instead of going into the panel, they would just wait outside the line. So the line was already long by the time we got out. We're like, what the fuck? So this time for the third panel, we were, we just sat outside. We waited in line and, uh, we got to meet Joe Dante, director of uh, Gremlins and, uh, mm. Howling. So I had the Gremlins vinyl soundtrack. So I wanted to get that signed. And I also had this old Gremlin toy where it's like a Gremlin that's, um, it's been electrocuted. The, the clam show is super thin, and it's just a blue, like it was a Toys R Us exclusive toy back way back in the day. So I got him to mm-hmm. sign that. He was really cool. I just handed him stuff. Oh, and going back to Predator with Fred Decker, he was signing stuff, and I hand, I hand over my Monster Squad LP. I'm like, would you mind signing that? He's like, nope, no question. He signs it. I'm like, sweet. Because everybody else, all the, other, all the other squad members, they all had a bunch of things to sign too, and luckily he signed them all for me. So they were cool. Fred was cool. Joe Dante was cool. Fucking Mr. Todd, man, just had a charge. Um, walked, around, walked around the floor yeah, some that's more. A lot of money. Um, walked around the floor, you know, record some footage, going through the little exhibit stuff, and uh, yeah, man, Palooza, Son of Monster Palooza, 
in the Burbank. It's 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 always my favorite that location because that was like my very first one. And it's a little smaller venue, but you got like an outdoor patio. You got an outdoor bar, which is cool. They moved this. They moved the panels to the theater in the other room, which was probably a smart idea. Um, the the, the guest list wasn't as great this year, so it was kind of okay because trying to save some money. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, always have a blast hanging out with everyone. And uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much what I did. Right on. Cool. All right. Um. So my weekend kind of started. Um. Pretty much the day after uh, the last when we recorded the podcast, I got sick. <laughs> I got on Monday. I went to work, and then I was like halfway through the day. I was like, I don't feel right. So I, I feel like I'm getting sick. I don't want to ride home and feeling like shit. So I went home and <laughs> I contaminated you through the podcast. Seriously, yeah, it's something that it, it's going around. A lot of people like half of Lane's work. They called in sick that same day. Like it, it's it's definitely something that's going around um luckily it didn't hit me too hard it hit lane a little harder um so i'd stayed home monday tuesday i i was out of commission monday like i couldn't get any work done i tried and my my brain was just too too foggy and i couldn't focus um but so but i worked from home tuesday wednesday wednesday was the last day of the challenge the nutrition challenge so i went into um, the gym got my measurements, you know, weighed in, um, and then just came back home and, and finished work from home. Um, and then it was, and then I was waiting to hear, you know, what the fuck's going on. Uh, you know, did I win or not? <laughs> you know, that's all I want to know. Um, they were allowing people to weigh in all the way until Friday evening. So we weren't going to find out until at least then, um, we didn't find out. I didn't get an email until today um, that that I won. But uh, but but the plan was like, okay, mm-hmm. if I win, if we find out that I win, we're having panda and we're going to Orange Chicken. No matter what we're doing, as soon as I found out, we drive to a panda. <laughs> like that's that like that like that's what we're gonna do. And so um, we were waiting all weekend. Like, is is it, do we eat now? Do we eat later? Like, what do we do? How do we plan? <laughs> Um, and so that's why it was like, it kind of set the stage for the weekend a little bit. Um, and, and the thing is like when I got my results, I went from 12.3% body fat to 7.5 in six weeks. And so I'm like, I don't really care if I didn't win. That's fucking awesome. Like I, that's a win in my book, regardless of if I win the actual contest, we're we're going to draft. We're gonna have some drinks, and I'm gonna have a burger. I'm gonna have some fries. <laughs> like, I'm 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 gonna dig in. Like, cause that yeah. that I, I was like, I did good. Bounce it back up to nine. Yeah, exactly. So no, I went to the gym that day. Like trained trained hard, you know, so that um, gave gave give the carbs somewhere to go type thing. Um, so uh, so that was in, that was part of the weekend. We we hung out with our friends from work at Draft and Oceanside. Hey, when we went in there, they're like, uh, "You here for the fight?" We're like, "What fight?" <laughs> uh, I was gonna actually watch the fight. That's funny. And they're like, "What fight?" And like, "Oh well, there's a fight tonight, and it's a twenty five dollar charge. So you get at five mm. o'clock. We're gonna kick everybody out because so on on Saturday we went and fixed a bunch of shit from my parents' house that they're trying to sell." Um, Friday night we went and, um, 
kind of like took inventory of all the things that we need to fix and then had Panda really light because, you know, I didn't win. I didn't find out if I won yet. And then Saturday we went and fixed stuff and we're like, well, we still haven't found out. So fuck it. We're going to go to draft. Got there early, you know, and they're like, we're going to kick you guys out at five. That Anybody who's in here at five who doesn't have a wristband on, we're kicking you out for the fight. And we're like, uh, well, how much did the wristband cost? 25 bucks. We're like, our friends aren't going to like that. They're like, the guy's like, hang on. They let us stay because we weren't there for the for the fight. But he's like, look, if the boss catches you, like, enjoy, like, that you're here for the fight, he's going to kick you out. <laughs> so it's like, do not look at the TVs. All right. While we're here, don't look at the boxing. Like, only look at baseball or something. <laughs> um, but uh, it was a good time. You know, I had, had a... Had my shot of Jameson, had a, some, uh, what did I have, a mammoth, uh, I forget, I had a dark beer, I haven't had beer in six weeks, I hadn't had booze in six weeks, I hadn't had burgers in six weeks, like, I was like, boom, bring it on. I ate so much food, like, <laughs> it was, like, I, I, well, I split a burger with, with somebody, finished the fries, ordered two pizzas, because they had buy one, get one, and we ordered two larges, and we killed, we, we left maybe one a quarter of each pizza. Um, and I was just between like me and me and one other guy. So was it delicious or did it hurt your stomach? It, it was, it, yes, both. Okay. Yeah, both, both. <laughs> By the time I got home, I was in pain. Tony, during, during the six weeks of yeah. the, sh- did you, were you just counting calories like a motherfucker? Yeah, of course. Now I'll see. Yeah. So you, there's, there's no way you, you can do it. To calories wise. What's that? Okay. How many calories were you taking in every day? Um, about 1800. Oh, yeah. Um, nah. my maintenance calories, like, like my MBR was 1750. Um, yeah. but I'm working out twice a day. So maintenance calories for me were like 22, like 2500 or something. Right. Right. Yeah. 22 to 25. Yeah. I've done, I've, yeah. I've looked that up too. the same thing. And I'm always like, I have a hard time getting in enough calories much more than maintenance. Yeah. Um, just cause I don't, it's hard for me to eat every two or three hours. Yeah. And then when I do eat, I don't, I don't eat more than a thousand calories, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, so, so I'm, I've been doing, I've been doing intermittent fasting keto for years. And so I'm mm. used to eating 1800 yeah. calories in one sitting. Like I, yeah. I, I can do that. I just, I, that's, that's what I can do. So, yeah, that's crazy. Um, but then you I, go 16 hours without eating. Right. You go 16 hours of that. You go 16 hour fast and then just eat for, you know, within a two hour window. I could do, yeah. I actually, usually I do a 20 hour fast, eat within four hours, between two and four mm. hours. So I'll have, like, I start off my, my first meal, breaking my fast is about a thousand calories. And then half an hour later, I'll have another two to 300 and then, like, just spread it out over the course of like two, two to four hours. Um, and when do you, when do you, what, what period of day do you consume all the calories? Uh, in the, in the afternoon, like oh, six, so between like six noon and noon to four or something. No. Um, I should say in the evening then between, oh. between like six and eight is when I eat. You know, that's, I think another thing where people are starting to backtrack on the whole old school, don't eat before you go to bed kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know, um, because you're finding people that are doing, you know, fasting, intermittent fasting, a lot of them eat at night, 
You yeah, know, a I lot mean, of it just, them consume it, it a thousand calories at just, eight o'clock at night. Kind you of just thing. figure yourself out, you know. Um, yeah. I've done the the morning window instead of the evening window, and mm-hmm. it just I I I train better fasted. So like when I go to the gym, I'm fasted. When I go to CrossFit, I'm fasted. When I'm doing any kind of any any training, I am I feel so much better if I'm fasted. So that's the reason why I eat in the evening after all my training is done. It's for and for me and it's apples and oranges cuz I don't fast. Um I feel better at the gym if I carb loaded. Sure, cuz you're day. carb fueled. Like if I fucking if I eat a bunch of potatoes in the morning and a bunch of rice in the afternoon and mm-hmm. a bunch of corn chips right before I go into the gym, like I feel my best when I've carved up. Right. Cause you're um, carb fueled. Yeah. As opposed to me, I'm fat fueled. So it's a, it's a different system. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But, um, well, congratulations. So, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I found out today and it's like, and, and so we already had we we had just come from like today we hung out with uh, some friends and that video was recorded today. What's that? You eating it? It, it was because it wasn't a Friday we were eating. Right, that was today. I recorded it live. I mean, I did it today. That's why it was just a bowl because okay. we weren't doing. It wasn't part of our normal panda. We had our normal panda on Friday. You know, it's like well, it didn't find out. We just we just did our normal, um, our normal like, um, just. No, no orange chicken. Oh, because Lainey started keto too. Um, and then what's funny is that she started keto the week that she got sick, and so she's got like a double whammy of switching her oh, wow. fuel system as well as being sick. And so it's like, yeah, it's, it's it was pretty rough. Um, but yeah, so the orange chicken that I ate today was after we visited a friend, so we were already full. And then I read the email. And I'm like, we guess what? we got to go panda she's like shit i'm not hungry i'm like me neither but we gotta go <laughs> like yeah. that's what we said we do we gotta do it so we just got a little bowl and you know that's that was good enough so, but that but that was fun but i i always said um so i think i just just to answer art's question i think he asked like how did i feel i i felt fine the whole time like i said i was i was doing like answering harley's question i was 1800 about 1800 calories. Um, so I was just definitely in a deficit. I also sprinkled in some multi-day fasts throughout the entire six weeks. So like there was times like I would eat on Monday, 1800 calories, and then I would fast through Tuesday and I would train lightly in the morning. So I, I would just do like a one day or morning training session. And then Wednesday do a full day of training and eat in the evening. So that's close to 48 hours of fasting and i would mix that in with like throughout the six the six weeks so i know like that's huge like that i just you know just it's 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 accelerated fat loss you know fat burning you've got to be at that borderline where the traditional overtraining I am you know? I I am riding the edge of yeah. of, of overtraining for sure. Like I am yeah. constantly trying to listen to my body and like, all right, today I got to take it a little easier. I'm not like I will. I'm always talking about it with Laney. I'm like, yeah, today I I'm gonna go to for a run. I I plan to go for a run, and then I'm like, by the time the run gets here, I'm like, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna go for a run. <laughs> I'm just not feeling it right now. Like my body just feels like it needs to recover a little more. So I'm always, yeah, throughout the six weeks, I was 
constantly towing that line. I can um, imagine. I I didn't I didn't get injured, and um, that's the most important. You know, that's that's the that's the big thing. Um, yeah. I, and my performance was still solid. Like mm. I was still at the front of the pack in all the training sessions. Um, you know, in in the group classes, I was still lifting heavy weights. I was still I I PR'd my front squat. So it's like, you know, I'm still performing well. So I know that I'm recovering well. And no. so, so it's like, I, I'm feeling great. You know, I have plenty of, plenty of energy. Um, and it's not detrimental to my health. You know, I'm I, I did get sick, but I don't think it was because of the challenge. I think that was, that was just, you know, bad luck. No. So, um, so yeah, but now, okay. So the other thing is like, I've always said, I never thought I'd get 8%. I was like, I, I started at 12.3. I thought maybe I'd get 10 or 11. And then the fact that I went to 7.5, I've always said that I would start a bulk when I got to 8% because like oh. you said, like you said in the pre-show, that's, that's when that's like the lower boundary of, of healthy, um, male yeah. body fat percentage, you're, anything you're below, certainly. you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure plenty of people can rock, you know, oh, of course, six, seven, of course, 8% you can. and be healthy. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, no one's saying it's unhealthy to be under eight, but you're again, you're towing the line. Yeah, it's the, it's the boundary condition. I, I know that under four is absolutely unhealthy. Like that, yeah, everything I think, I've ever I read. Think, is, yeah. I think I read three to four is uh, basically like a necessity mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, so. like like bodybuilders will get to that point just for that one day. You know, when they're for the yeah. first show for the show. Well, and it, it doesn't water weight doesn't. Um, really affect this, correct? What do you mean, water weight? Well, because like traditionally, athletes will um, use water weight to meet certain weights for weight classes. You know, you boxing, wrestling, yeah, when um, two because... or three pounds. But you're not talking about weight; you're talking about um, fat. Correct. Or lack. There's lack there's thereof. there's so two water shouldn't really affect it. There's two parts to it. Because I'm in keto, water weight, I don't hold water. Water gets stored mm. with glycogen stores when you're carb-adapted. Carb because I'm fat-adapted, I don't hold water the way you mm. do when you're carb-loaded. Carb so there's that aspect of it. And um, yeah, so I'm not – and they're not measuring weight. They were measuring yeah, fat, body fat percentage. So. Body fat percentage. And how do they measure that? There, there was. It's called an in-body scan. It's one of the ones where you stand on it and you hold the arms, like it's got these the electrodes for your hands and electrodes for your feet, and it, and it so it's it's does a calculation based on signals and how they propagate and the delays and whatnot. Hmm, um, interesting. Yeah. I've seen the scales. Everybody has like a scale in their house yeah, that'll yeah, tell you yeah. their body fat. The but I'm problem, like, how accurate could that possibly be? Not. Yeah. <laughs> so when we started, I the day I we started the challenge, my scale said I was at seventeen point five, I think, and I was actually <laughs> at twelve point three when oh, I measured yeah, that in so, body. So at the end of the six week challenge, I was at fourteen point five. And the actual one was 7.5. On the scale. On the scale, right. So the problem with the scale is that you're only touching your feet 
And so yeah. the signal only goes through your lower half of your body. It doesn't take uh, into account the upper half. So that's the biggest, the biggest thing. So you had, you're telling me you had fat feet, fat legs. Exactly. Got fat legs. <laughs> Got fat legs. Fat legs. Public service announcement. Public service announcement. <laughs> everybody, don't waste your money on those. No, and so that's the, the the thing about the scale, though, is that. I wasn't looking at it as an absolute. I was looking at it as a direction. Am I going in the right direction? I started at 17. I ended at 14 and a half. That was the right direction for me to go. It ended mm-hmm. up being way more, you know, way different than what I actually measured. But at least I could track that I was in the right direction. So that's that's how I took that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... I want a rower. Now I got to make room in this fucking house for a big old rower. <laughs> that nice. was part of the part of the contest or the competition was to win a rower. So, yeah. No, isn't a row one of those big uh, compound movements that yes. a lot of people swear by? Yeah, I guess. I just I just wanted to do the challenge. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Rower. I've seen a they got a rower at our at our gym. I've never gone on it. It's all right. I mean, it's it's a good. Uh, full body workout yeah right on and that's that's my weekend oh, shit, wow. there you go there you go boom i mean I wanna, let me make sure i answered uh art's question fully he said something about how i felt and did i have to do a big okay. cut well i mean the the whole thing was a cut so okay. um what else did he ask Blah blah blah. Apologize in advance. Try out a new look. <laughs> Jesus, God. we talk a lot on this, or you guys talk a lot on this thing. <laughs> on the last days, how did it make you feel? Think it's sustainable? Oh, uh, no, <laughs> uh, not not. I mean, I, I hit the bottom, you know, like there's no way I should continue in that deficit because yeah, like Harley said, I'll waste the, I'll waste the way. So right. definitely I sustained it as I think as long as I should. Mm. Now it's, it's maintenance or gain. And right now you I am could, trying to gain. You could maintain the calorie content if you stopped exercising as yes. much. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it, th- that's my point is that the, the velocity combination the, of the two is right. Is not, the direction that I was leading that and that velocity is not sustainable. It's got to yeah. put the brakes on and maintain. I'm probably going to oscillate between a bulk and a gain and going from like 8% to 10% and trying to gain muscle and keep down the body fat at the same time, like do a recomp body composition thing. At are you going to stick to the intermediate fasting? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, my plan is to do it like every other day. So on one day, Mm. I will do a, I will split it into two meals separated by like four hours. So I'll get between 2,500 and 3,000 calories on one day, and then I'll fast a different day. And then on the next day, you know, I'm going to play around with it to see, you know, see how I feel how my body reacts and whatnot but i am definitely at the bottom i'm, I'm switching directions yeah. 
Or good times. Well, there you go. Yeah, totally. Right on. Oh, cool. Did that answer your question, Art? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> well, cool. We got the homework for next week. The extra credit. It should be solid. Episode 422. Coming back. Boom. So, when you go smooth, we record on Sunday night. And, um, yeah. Um, I've been your boy Fonse. We ride together. Harley, we fast together. <laughs> <laughs> MCP, bad boys for life. Boom. Um.